is the Duffin' Up Podcast. What is going on, Duff Fathers and Duff Mothers? It is Thursday, July 22nd. Yes, I'm doing a British accent. And welcome to the Duffin' Up Podcast. My name is Brendan Monroe. As always, we are joined by the one, the only, Michael Adams. Mike, how are we doing this weekend? Brendan, Timmy, ready to go? Ready to go? It is late at night when we're recording this. We've had long days, but boy, did we have quite a British Open, the Open. Colin Morikawa just came down and, and proved to many, to all, that he is a special kid, and I mean, I'm excited to talk about it as always. Golf baby, we always talk about it, being in a great spot right now. My game, I'm playing a bunch, just jumping out, jumping in, shooting shots, missing putts. So we're dived in. We're all in. Oh, I am so excited. I am very, I apologize to all of our listeners about that original British accent for me. It might have been the worst of all time, but that's okay. We're just hey, going to roll effort. with it. The effort. We're going to A for an effort. Like all about D, the effort. D plus C minus for execution. execution. That's all okay. right. Your, your Australian access is great. So it evens out. Yeah. Well, only my Mark Leishman one. But anyways, <laughs> if you just heard that man who wasn't supposed to talk yet, but it's okay because he hasn't been introduced. Uh, we also have, as always... The Irish Chooch himself, Chooch Golf, Timmy O'Reilly. Timmy, how are you doing this fine evening? Hi, I'm good. Hey, did you guys <laughs> the no light? So with the schmoshmain schmup schmoshmain schmup. this is a Wednesday recording, so we've gotten everything around the clock. We're 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 avid, just love all golf. So. We're we're a little late to the punch here. We're busy dudes. I mean, we're just we got busy schedules. We're trying to fit it in. We absolutely love this podcast grind. Thank you for anyone re- listening right now. Uh, hope you're enjoying your day, having a hell of a day. But Timmy, you take it. Right, right. To to add to what Mike said, we don't get paid to do this. We just like to do it. Uh, the, yeah. the other the other podcast. <laughs> They get paid to do this. We just do it because we're having fun. And we they've like probably been paid to golf before, too, because they're frigging probably lights out. But That's true. We're, hacks. we're hacking. We're getting better. We're lowering that handicap bit by bit. But tell me tell me, you guys heard the beginning of uh, the past weeks and the Schmokshmane Schmup Schmodcast, uh, the, the beginning of it, that intro The song. open song? The yeah. open song's oh. amazing. Oh. I was going to say we should do it, but. Copy we're gonna caps. get a copyright infringement, and guys, we only got twenty five followers. I can't, I can't afford that. Fine. We'll close. <laughs> we'll close this podcast. We'll close this podcast with that tune. I want people to stick around. We're close. No one's gonna. I mean, infringement, infringement. I mean, come on. We're just doing it. We're doing it. Put it to the end. Put it to the end. Copyright infringement by Schmoppy Mike Infringement. Benjamin Infringement. Who gives a shit? You know, just put that song at the end of this podcast. Let the the Open, the British Open, roll out to 2022 next year. St Andrews 150th anniversary. Let's friggin' ride. I'd I'd be flattered if someone found this and took the and, time to and to record it. Infringed it. <laughs> Be pumped, it would put us on the map. I know, right? It'd be unbelievable. It'd be um, unbelievable. But we do have to talk about 
by far and away the greatest tournament of all time, the Barbasol Championship. No, Ooh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thank I'm you. Just kidding, everyone. Although the Barbasol was impressive, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But anyways, the Open Championship. What an unbelievable four days. What an unbelievable last two days. And what an unbelievable thing that none of us, and I'm not just talking about, I think the people on this podcast and not the people who were listening to this podcast. I don't think anyone in golf saw what was right in front of their eyes. And the fact that Colin Morikawa would come out as the champion of this tournament and that Colin Morikawa would play the course exactly how it needed to play every four days. And it was set up exactly to his game. Colin Morikawa, what does he do well? It's the fairways. Check. What does Colin Morikawa do well? Colin Morikawa is probably at 24 years old, the best ball striker on tour. He might even be better than Henrik Stenson in the early to mid 2010s, which has been chronologically kind of seen as the best ball striker. No offense, Tiger, we love you. But Henrik Stenson during that time was considered the best ball striker of all time. Paul Morikow is better than Her- Henrik Stenson in the early and early to mid 2010s. Paul Morikawa, where he struggled his entire career, especially this year, has been the putting. Colin Morikawa in the last two rounds was lights out. Lights out. In the putting. Those All putts I were going hear in with from- some heat. Those putts were going in with some heat. If they missed, if they missed, they would have they would have been some testy comebackers, but he didn't miss one, man. He didn't miss one. No, All I want to hear meter being at 10, those those guys can give it a go. And I like that. I like that they're not dropping in, just trickling out. I like that they are slamming them home. They're dropping to the back of the cup. I do like that. I do like that a lot. I just want to hear from you guys the fact that none of us even mentioned his name in our open preview podcast. How did we miss this? Egg in our face. But I feel like it's not only us. I feel like it's literally the golf, the entire golf community. No one was talking about Colin Morikawa going into this. I know Brandel Chambly picked him to win. He will say that. Okay, Brandel. Okay, calm. No, Justin Leonard gave him the credit because I watched too much golf channel. But no, I mean, he's only played in eight majors. He's won two. He's only missed the cut four times out of 52 career starts. He's won five times. I mean, he's he's won more than he's missed the cut. It's it's incredible. I mean, he you don't want to do it, but you, you always talk about how many. And this guy is going to be there for a while. And it's cool to see he he's a great kid. You saw him when he took the mic and kind of kind of it was so selfless, just putting the credit towards the fans, just given given everybody watching kind of like I was watching he said to all you guys watching like thank you and I was like man like not I mean a lot of people watch golf but a lot of people don't and and I love it and I I want that reinforcement right that positive reinforcement that what I'm watching is for the good of of me and 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 people like I I enjoy watching it and he he was like thank you for watching and this guy just won the British Open at 20 the Open at 24 years old and Good yeah, correction there, Mikey. Good correction. Proud of you. It's hey, it's both. I mean, there's a Scottish <laughs> Open, there's an Irish Open, there's a British Open, but the British Open is the Open. But hey, 
we'll see. We'll see. But this guy, he wins, man. And and in his his post round presser, like when he was sitting down, he was like, I want to win more. He he definitely was not content. You could tell that he's excited to get back out there. You know what the most impressive part for me, for me. So, and I have to admit this, I cannot tell a lie. I was 100% rooting for Jordan Speed to make a comeback. Me 100%. Too. Um, not nothing against Colin Morikawa. Just Jordan has a special spot in my, yes. in my heart for sure. Everyone's and, heart. Everyone's yeah. heart. And he and, provides a special spark too. He, he's got that, mm-hmm. whatever it is. He does. And, yep. So that is the thing. And, and Tim, I think you would agree. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, I would say Justin Thomas does not have that spark. Dustin Johnson may. Bryson has it, so people hate watch him. Brooks has it, so they can just see what Brooks will say about Bryson at the end of his press conference at the end of the round. Jordan Spieth, when Jordan Spieth is playing like he did this week, is the most entertaining person in golf. I'm not talking about divisiveness. I'm not talking like Bryson. I'm not talking about pure skill like probably Dustin and and Justin are. Jordan Spieth, when he is on his game, is by far and away the most appealing part in golf. Right, aside from some tig- from Tiger when he's playing. Well, I mean, we're not. Uh, yeah, we're. <laughs> but no, no, one hundred percent agree. Just just the way he does things when, um, and now that he's not struggling and not second guessing himself, he's figured some things out. He's back to where he's fun to watch. You one hundred percent agree. So because I brought Jordan up, um. Throughout the whole time, like I said, I was rooting for Jordan um, just and I wasn't rooting for Colin to fail. Um, but just when Colin, he on two holes, there was one on like 16 and one on like 14, where he hit it to the right of the green into the the fescue. And he had a lie. I'm like, there's no way he can get this up and down. There's absolutely no way. Even when he struck it, he, I mean, the, both times he struck it um, onto the green. He had a little flop shot or whatever out of the fescue, which is. For those of you who did not watch it, the fescue was a foot and a half tall at least, um, and he has to find that ball down there. Um, he does, hits flop shots onto the green, um, and he wasn't putting it real close. So there was, yes, when he hits into the into the fescue, you're like, all right, here's Jordan's chance. He's going to make a bogey, going to make a bogey. And then he hits a shot, and it's 10 feet away, 15 feet away. And you're like, oh, he's still got a chance. you still got Jordan. He's still got a chance for Morikawa to make a bogey. And then Colin Morikawa – the most impressive part for me is that those putts were just absolutely no doubters right in the center of the cup. It's like nothing faced him. And just to get up and down from that fescue, um, just to make par is without a doubt, my favorite part of watching Colin Morikawa. I mean, just very impressive the whole time. It's the ball striking, man. It is like, it's so pure. At 24 years, imagine being 24 years old and everyone like, it's not even a question that he is the best ball striker on tour. Like it's, it, it's insane. Like I go back. So you talk about it, you go Henrik Stenson, probably like beforehand, like Henrik, like the last, like true 100%. Everyone says he's the best ball striker on tour. It's probably Henrik Stenson between 2011 and 2016, his best years, you know, Colin did that in a year. That took Henrik Stenson 10 years on the European tour and the PGA tour to get to that level. I've never seen 
someone who's been so pure every time. And his swing, his swing is different too. His swing is a little, a little bit like Matsuyama where he has the slow back, a little bit like Sanjay where it's the slow back, but he doesn't have the pause. He just goes right through it. And every time I feel like he flushes it every single time I've never, even when he misses it, like I don't hear, like you guys can hear it when like Bryson misses a shot, like you can hear it off his iron. You can hear it off his driver. Um, you can hear like when someone else like hits a fat shot, hits it a little bit too thin. Every time I hear call more account, make contact. I'm just like, all right, he hit that flush. Yep. Insane. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what's so great about this tournament. Typically is you, those guys who hit it flush, not necessarily far are, are guys that are going to be in it. I mean, you look at the leaderboard, obviously they all can crank it, but you don't, like see Bryson's name up here, Dustin Johnson tied in eighth. Like you don't have necessary you're giving guys with with less distance a shot if they can control it. And that's what's cool about this event. I mean, Colin just was dialed in. He didn't hit driver off every tee. He's just trying to place the ball. You know, he, he's on one, I forget which hole it was, but he did like a twirl where he's trying to hit a cutter, a little stinger low, like left to right shot as a righty, and he's like holding that shot off like he's trying to definitely not draw it so it's just it's placement golf and he nailed it he was going at every pen you kind of heard him with his caddy uh, i think it was jj but he was giving a bunch of credit to to his caddy it was his like birthday 39th mm-hmm. or 49th birthday or something 39 like 39th classic just stories up the yazoo um just great stuff great stuff and back to speed he's so riveting i mean I don't know what hole it was, but I remember you remember the camera click like in his backswing, like blocked it right, put it in a bunker shot on Sunday. It was like it was like start of the back nine. It was like a huge momentum. Might have been ten. Like he was he was dialed in and I mean he rolled some putts to keep the pressure on. He was one back at one point, but Morikawa just kept birdie and birdie and birdie and um not birdie, 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 but when he needed to make a birdie, he he kept a two shot lead pretty much the whole the whole back nine on Sunday. Just never folded. But there was a, I mean, Spieth had a great drive middle of the fairway. Like I was watching, and Spieth kind of has a slower backswing now. Like he's kind of like he's kind of a little pausey. Like he's not, it's not boom boom. It's it's a little slow when he kind of gets to the top and he he just kind of assesses. But you heard camera clicks, and he freaking heard them too, and he blocked this thing. And he was rattled, but Spieth wears everything on his sleeve. He lets you know exactly what he's thinking. He'll stare you down if you're the cameraman. He'll throw whatever, like he'll let his caddy know that he's just feeling some type of way, which is why you are engaged and why you follow him closer and why you really pull for the guy and can just relate to guys who he he just friggin' he doesn't he doesn't get on in in regulation the green like he he one putts greens to just for the heroics obviously he's trying to get there in regulation but he <laughs> he's just a guy who who battles like every hole is a battle and it's a different way to score par or birdie but back to my point he heard those clicks he's rattled he's pissed off he, he obviously walks up to the bunker and and I'm thinking like there's no way he he gets up and down here for par like this tournament's over he gets out of the bunker he puts it to like six seven feet and he makes the putt like he's just someone who can get his emotions going so hot so quick tempers flare like obviously he's very controlled and mature gets to the next shot nails it and makes the putt next hole like it's just so impressive 
And I'm so excited to hear that he's back, see that he's back. But don't want to take anything away from Morikawa. Don't want to take anything away from him at all. Can't wait to see how how he continues his his career. And let's uh, I don't know. Let's not let's not have a Rory slash JT slash. Let's just keep don't even put that evil in the in the atmosphere. Don't even put that evil in right now. Don't you dare. Colin, keep putting them home. Don't go on these dry spells like some of these guys who are prodigies, young studs, and can't just keep it going. And with and with that, Mike Jordan, I think we should have him mic'd up the entire round uh, because he basically he's, is. He I know, yells. I know. Because they know it's good TV. Yeah. Like when when he, they had a, he had a shot. Uh, he had I don't know. It, it was maybe in the first cut or, or some light fescue, and he had a shot that had to go over the bunker. Um, you know, so he's probably like 150 out or something like that. Um, so obviously he can't put any spin on the ball and him and Greller, Michael Greller are kind of weighing things back and forth. And then, so Jordan finally picks his club, gets ready. He hits the ball and you know, it's going to be a good shot because Jordan turns to Michael and he goes, Oh, you're going to like that one, Michael, as the ball's in the air. And I just, I was like, yes, because this was, I was like, Oh, is this where he's going to waver? Is this where it's going to be? Is this the crash? Is this whatever? Nope, absolutely not. He let us know that it was going to be a good shot while it's in the air. And I just, I got amped before the ball even hit the green. It was great. He's got to be mic'd up. We got to, we got to put a mic on him. (laughs) More accounting. I thought Morikawa got lucky in spot sometimes. Like, I mean, we can talk about the course and how there was no wind and how the bunkers really didn't play much of an impact down the stretch, maybe due to a lack of wind, probably, but an open, a British open. I know there's 10 courses that they rotate between and so pumped for next year at St. Andrews. But like you, you think these these bunkers sometimes come into play, and I think that's because we we got like four pristine days in terms of weather, and it yeah it was like record high temperatures over there, like never happens, no wind. So so the bunk like when you did see players get in bunkers, like you literally saw Shane Lowry pinned up on the, the edge yeah. of a pot bunker, and he had to chip it four feet left into the middle of the mm-hmm. same pot bunker to get out. Yeah. Which you did not see that in, um, you did not see that. You saw more account. I forget what hole it was, but it was like 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there where his ball like skirts left past the first one and, and like stops in the middle between like the second one. And there's only really 15, 20 yards of, of, of green grass to stay up on. And I thought he, when he pulled it left on another hole, he, he had a fluffy up, up lie, like nice, like can just chip it up and make the putt. Like he, 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 he lucked out and, and he knew where to miss. And I mean, his, Brandon, I know you beat it to death, but his iron play, he's going at all these pins and, and it's spectacular. Oh man. And, and, you know, I, I, I love listening to, um, obviously I love listening to, to Jim Nance and Nick Faldo, but sometimes, you know, Dan Hicks this week was great. Um, oh my God, I forget the color commentator's name. And he's such a famous golfer and he won the British Open and he won the Open. And I just can't even think of his name, who was the play by play guy. I mean, sorry, the color commentator throughout the week. Oh my goodness gracious, this is going to go. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up in a second. But, anyways, he was, he's basically saying, he's telling Dan Hicks, he's just like, Hey, what happened here is like 
he's getting very he's getting the luck of the role because like what you just said, Michael, like there are sometimes, especially in the open, where you can hit the perfect shot and it's just gonna take one bad bounce, or the wind is just gonna decide to kick up in the middle of nowhere and it's gonna take it right into those pop bunkers, and then you're screwed. But I just feel like every single hole on Sunday, Colin Morikawa would put it exactly where he needed to, and then he would get the exact bounce that he needed to as well. Steve, Steve Sands, Terry Gannon, mm-hmm. you know those? Nope. No. Justin Leonard, Paul Azinger. Not Paul Azinger. Paul Azinger. Paul Azinger. Yep, Paul Azinger. That's on me. Sorry, sorry, Zing. Oh, my God. He's a clown. I, I love listening to Paul. Like, I love Fal. Obviously, like, you can't not love Faldo except when he's, like, talking shit about Phil. Uh, <laughs> you're a zinger guy, huh? You're a you're a zinger guy. I like. I, I mean, I, I obviously like Nance and Faldo are number one, but like Dan Hicks and Paul Azinger, man, they put on a great show. Like Azinger knows what he's talking about. He's been there, crushes it, especially with the Open since he won it. Like he knows. Um, I like Justin Leonard and with Brandel Chambly because I think sometimes like. I think sometimes Shambly goes a little bit too far and like Justin Leonard is like, all right, dude, like let's pull it back a little bit there. Big guy. Um, I think they're great, good for one another, but I think they're great for one another, but I do like, great insight. I, yeah, I like, I like Hicks and Zing on the call. I was a little, honestly, I was a little surprised that Nansen, we don't need, we don't need to be talking on the call at all. <laughs> what yeah, was that? We don't need we don't need to be talking about Paul Azinger much on this podcast. Mm, okay, I guess not. I love Paul Azinger, <laughs> but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but he was right in that situation, and I he also mentioned just like during the during the tournament that like I think now we're just so used to Jordan and going back to like him in second place. Jordan didn't lose the tournament, which is what usually happens on Sunday, like he's usually in contention. Then all of a sudden you look up and he's like tied for 25th. And you're like, what just happened? Speeth has been that. And, and like, I do think this is a turning corner because we have not seen him play this well in a last day of a major, I think since the 2017 open when he won, like, I think this is seriously like a turning event for him where it's like, he didn't, I think in other cases he's lost tournaments. I think in this one, more won. And Speed did his best to try and get there, but it was just, it just wasn't like his day on that side. If you guys know what I mean. No, you the quote from Jordan Speed. He did say he said I had I played as well as I could have to win this tournament. Um, Colin just played better. He said I played at a level where I could have won this tournament. Just Colin played better. And speaking of that, and you're absolutely right, Jordan is back. How about our man Louis who's my guy? My guy. I mean, so um, to at least he didn't finish this, second this time. At least he no, finished he third. Finish <laughs> Louis is like there. He is there to play as consistent as I don't know, paying your taxes. He is as consistent as they come, but he doesn't go out and get it. He either waits for someone to crash or yeah. and someone has to someone like Jordan and Colin this week. Colin came and he got it. He brought the lead and he kept it. Louis just stayed the same thing. Yeah, I mean, he didn't all win. year, all year. 
all year he just doesn't go out and get it. He he, no, he doesn't. He's in. He everybody else plays better around him. No, mm. and he he misses shots and he he you know and they were talking this about this on other podcasts. Like he hasn't won in the states, right? No, like, he's he never won, won a PGA. He's won like, one PGA has, Tour event, and it's the Open Championship. Someone made a great point. I like giving credit when credit's due, but this guy you can say schmosh man shmup if you want. I think it was the guys on Shotgun Start. I think it was gotcha. Andy on Shotgun Start. But uh, he's got to put himself in contention more, like on like in events that don't mean as much. Like he, the first time this guy faces like the most pressure you'll ever face in golf is in a major. Like he doesn't go out and like I bet he just goes to these tournaments like that aren't majors, kind of like Brooksy. Like just goes and plays and doesn't give that much of a i mean obviously he wants to win but he's like like focus the whole fucking time like and try and make a birdie on every fucking hole louis because you probably can't you know you probably can and if you do it more just on sundays that are travelers championships or 3m opens whatever this week he's in the field you're, you're gonna you're gonna start to feel things that now prepare you to feel for things later, like experience. They all talk about the experience. Like you need experience. You can't have experience just by snapping your fingers. Like you need to be, have been there. Like he doesn't win ever. And how can we expect him to win the majors? The the U.S. Open with John Rom was the perfect example. He, Louis Ustazen was in the lead. John Rom went out and played, obviously he was groups ahead, played it. We talked about this right after the review. I mean, it's a perfect example. John Rom goes out, just absolutely dominates the last two holes, gets two birdies, puts himself two up or whatever, one up. Louis has like four holes left. He knows exactly what he has to do. And he just didn't do it. Yeah, he, he, loses he and often. he made and he made that bogey and everything like that. Like it's not like he just made par par par. He even bogey. But he's got to make some birdies. He's got to make some birdies. He's got to mm-hmm. go out and get that, grab that brass ring. And you're right. He would. I don't know. I don't know what he has to do. Or you're right, Mike. Just just try to make a birdie every time. I don't know. I don't know what. There's something that's not in his head. Maybe he's not that competitive or something like. And we don't know. We don't know. I mean, maybe he's a groupie guy. But. Right. All right. right. No, he's 38, and I, I'm trying. I'm talking like he's never won. He won the Open in 2010, so 10 years ago. He's now 38. At and St. Again, Andrews. At St. Andrews, was it money? Wow. Huh. Money for next year. Picking him immediately. Yeah. Yeah, top five, guaranteed. <laughs> top two. But, uh, top two. No, I mean, and we're being tough. Like, go birdie every hole. Obviously, like, Morikawa wasn't playing the the Open this weekend trying to birdie every hole. He was trying to get around the golf course and, and pick it apart in a responsible way. But, you know, what we're talking about, like, this this guy is there and there. And, like, even in, even in tournaments where, what was it, the, the team event, where he's yeah, the Zurich, his, the Zurich Classic, when he was African, a Schwartzel. Uh, yeah, yeah Schwartzel, him and Schwartzel together. He yeah. has the tee shot on 18 when he's, I think they're up one or tied, I don't know, but he just blocks it right into the water, exactly where you can't put it. It's, Playoff it's hole, something. even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I Shut will up. jump back to Jordan. I will jump back to Jordan real quick. As Go Keith for is, it. Uh, no, just his finish on, on Saturday, where he... He missed a footer. He Lost missed the one, tournament. One, he missed a one foot putt on eighteen on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, if you're out there playing golf and you have one footers, play it out and miss it and then 
play the next one out because that's how you get better at putting that ball in the hole. That's the name of the game. And Jordan Spieth, one of the best putters, I think he was on the green in seven, on 17 on Saturday, three putt. I think he was on the green on a 18 on Saturday, puts his first putt to a foot and misses the second one, loses the tournament by two. But the biggest thing there was he was talking after the round is if he made, if he went par par there, he's now in the final group. Morikawa is now in the second to last group. And now you can kind of control your own destiny being in that final group. So that, that finish on, on Saturday from Spieth was, um, was important, obviously. Killer. 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 Absolutely and he killer. Knew it. You could see it right on it. Yeah, it's awesome watching the the camera one time panned to him right after he missed a putt on Sunday. Like his the what he lets out of his body when he misses these putts is just oh it's great, great television. It's nice to see that because one day he's not going to like explode, you know, like maybe one day Louis is going to absolutely demolish or some have some sort of emotional explosion because he doesn't show emotion. And, and like, he's just keeping it all bent up and cooped up inside, you know, you know, they say whether, you know, speak your mind or whatever, you know, Louis has got it. He's got all his emotions bound up. He, I mean, he could miss a putt on the final day that could have won him the tournament and they'll be like, ah, all right, well, let's go on. Um, but Jordan will let you know exactly how he feels. He will never explode. He is going to could stay around for as long as we can, maybe what, 10, 15, 20 years, hopefully 30 years because he <laughs> lets out his emotion. He is not gaining years on his life uh, due to stress because he lets you know exactly how he feels. He lets out his emotion. And the camera guys know it. They eat it up, just like you eat said, Mike. They eat it up. I think and- they. I think that helps too when you let out those those gasps and those grunts. You know, I think, like, I think you you've heard Brooks Kepka say that when he was young, like, I think it was his dad would let him like swear for like five seconds. You know, like just hit a bad shot. Like you go on this little tantrum, like just for like get it out, and then and then after five ten seconds is up, like. All right, next shot. Like you just you need you need to release some energy in order to, you know, just just clear the mind and, and get ready for what comes next and bottling that up. I don't know. I do feel does Louis get a little red? Does Louis get a little red when he doesn't play well? Like I feel like he blushes a little bit. I feel like, <laughs> like gotta... his, his tea is boiling, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's just I I just don't think he can handle pressure. But uh Yeah. That that very I well think I think the biggest run of the day, obviously besides Morikawa, like overtaking Louie and then winning the tournament, John Rahm coming uh-huh. out of nowhere. Oh, uh, you want to talk about emotion? I'm sorry, man. I I can't oh, exactly. I can't, I can't not I can't not root for John Rahm, man. I love I'm, it. I'm coming around. Trust me, I'm around. I'm, I'm coming around. A Mikey was for those who are just listening for the first time. Mike was not like a tr- John Rom hate. Actually, Tim, you may be able to never this. Mike may have been him. a John Rom hater. Never rooted for him, but well, thought he was a little tightly wound. And uh, I mean, he is. <laughs> and <laughs> there's I, no doubt about that. I have other guys that I root for, and again, we got another guy coming on strong, probably, arguably, the best player in the world. And uh, again, he's threatening to my Speeths and my Tigers and. He doesn't do it the way that I've always like kind of seen 
Tiger do it or Rory or Spieth. Like it just a little different, but nothing wrong with it. And, and I'm definitely coming around. I respect the hell out of the guy. And, and that, that, that 18, that round on Sunday was very reminiscent of, of the U S open at Torrey Pines where he's the third to last group or whatever it is. And he's just making a string of birdies down the stretch and he puts a, a good number in there. And Morikawa was Morikawa, just stud. The guy just lived for the back door. He loves the back door. <laughs> I mean, he's almost like a, Rory does that too. Yeah, think- Rory did. In, his, in prime Rory days, Rory was a huge come-from-behind guy. I will agree with that. Is Brooksy exactly. now a come-from-behind behind, behind guy? Is, is, is no, because a lot of times Brooksy will be in the lead. Like no, it, in, it was the, just the open. He just put a good score up there on Sunday to make it. He did. He did. We will get into the the top ten in a bit. Um, I just think for John Rom, like people forget, John Rom's only twenty six years old. <laughs> yeah, he's John Rom turned pro in twenty sixteen at the age of twenty one, and I feel like he's just been a constant, like a legitimate constant. Within, like, he is the number one player in the world right now, as of July eighteenth. Um, just an absolute monster at twenty six years old. Like, I, I just don't, I don't, I, I mean, I don't see how he doesn't. Again, we look at the Rorys and we look at the JTs and we look at like these guys who have a very extended kind of career and even tiger did like tiger didn't win a major from 2008 to 2019 like that's just a fact um i think john's probably gonna win maybe one next year you know i think now that he's broken through i think if he gets two he could go in a little bit of a run as well because he's always there i love i know i know you are not the biggest fan mike of his uh Sometimes enthusiasm and sometimes not enthusiasm, but he is uh he's a great guy to watch, man. And his I I I just love watching him. No, he's gotten better with those those emotions. The reason why I like him, you asked me two years ago if I like John Rom, probably not. But you the reason why I like him now is because he's um I like him now as a person. I like his character development. I like his player development um, and how, how who he has become now um, from the, in the past two years. I mean, in two years for someone to grow that much. Um, and I mean, obviously I don't know him personally, but it seems like he really has had some personal and, and, and game growth um, in his life. And uh, I respect the hell out of him for it. And now he's just really good. One question for you guys out of three, John Rom, Jordan Spieth, or Colin Morikawa, who's got the next major? Who wins it? Can't say Louie because he's going to be in second. Uh, <laughs> oh, out of those three, John Rom, the next one, the Masters, Masters the Jordan Spieth, from? Jordan Spieth. If if you got to choose between those three, the Masters always goes to Jordan Spieth. Yeah, like Colin got. I think Colin. Ask me that. Ask me that question next. Uh, January, February, March, March. I, Give me I'll ask April eighth. Uh, yeah, I'll go Spieth. I'll go Spieth. I hope you're right for sure. I think. Uh, all right, and then who? I mean, are we, are we are we too early to start talking about FedEx Cup playoffs too? Make some predictions. Who we like? Obviously, it all comes down because each each event is worth more as they go on. Is there only is there two or three now? 
before the tour championship is three, right? Uh, two before the tour championship. Two before, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so they yeah. cut it to 75. Um, then they have the Northern Trust, which now, unfortunately, they decide to keep that silly New York course in it. No one knows why. I don't know why PGA Tour it should always be in Mansfield. Um, unbelievable course, TPC Boston. Oh, unbelievable course. But they go in between. So they do the top 125 at the Northern Trust. That gets cut down. Then they do the BMW Championship with the top 75. That gets cut down to the top 30 for the tour. Right. Okay. Makes sense. It's done before Labor Day is the, uh, I think, the tour championships on Labor Day, or it might be the week before Labor Day. Labor Day was always uh, the Deutsche or the TPC Boston one. Yep. And then they cut it. Then they severely cut it back, which honestly makes sense. Like, I get why CBS doesn't want to do it. Like, they don't want to go against football. Makes sense. Totally agree with them. Um, I chugga 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 choo choo Charlie Hoffman, 29th in the FedEx Cup standings. Top 30 make the tour championship. Oh, he'll be there. Oh, he'll be there. He missed the cut this week. Top you heard it here first. Top 70 BMW. How many make it? One, 125? The Northern 125 Trust. make it to the to the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yep. Ricky Fowler, 124. Hey, but back to the Open, the British. I mm-hmm. mean, we got to talk about, I mean, we, we made a note about our guy Willie Z withdrawing bad back. I mean, he holed out on, on, on Thursday from like, I don't know, 125. I have, couldn't tell you the yardage, but um, made an eagle, and you're like, man, Willie Z, we got a chance? And the next thing I hear, he's WD, bad back. Did, he, uh, did anybody see it? Did anybody hear, see the uh, incident? What, what happened? Yeah, so he finished the round, but um, I think it was on the 16th. He like he just hit a ball just wrong, and it was uh, on Thursday, right? Yep. Yeah, because yeah, and he was just like, yep, yeah, can't can't do it. But he was minus one too. Like he was he was kind of rolling. He definitely would have made the cut. Like it was just a little surprising. Like I couldn't believe that he like pulled out, but at the same time, it made sense. Like once you heard his reaction to it. Like it made sense. Go eat some McDonald's, Willie Z. I mean, put some <laughs> put some meat on those bones so that we're not all 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 bones when we're torquing that body around. That's right. Zell, yeah, you're absolutely. Zellator said they uh, the shot he tried to hit out of the thick grass on the 15th hole Thursday. 15th hole uh, sent a tingle down his left leg. He said he had been advised not to risk any further damage. And who knows? Maybe if he had had a couple cheeseburgers, Michael, maybe uh, the <laughs> outcome would have been different. He's too young to be getting like sciatica or what, whatever nerve damage. Come on, man. Hopefully, hopefully his body holds up. Hey, how about the big old Bob McIntyre? I mean, that guy. Top. Let's talk top about him. I mean, he he had a bogey on fourteen. Fourteen was playing like fourteen hundred yards long. No, but it was like it was like a six hundred yard par five, little less. But this guy puts, I mean, you, you saw the shot tracker on his tee shot. Now, this guy's a lefty. Brendan, if I was you, I'd be just all over this dude. Scottish Claymore, baby. He's, he a, he's an absolute monster. He's he never hit. missed a cut at a major championship. He has yeah, never yeah. missed a cut at a major. He he's has young. finished how, in the top old? 10 both times that he's played in the Open. He's, he's on the list, man. Every, he's going to be on the list for every single major coming up. His tee shot on 14, 
on Sunday, that thing went left to right like you read mm. I mean, that thing was gone. See you later. I mean, way foul right field post, like way out of bounds. So he's got to re tee stroke and distance, put the ball down, drive it out there again. Nearly holes out from the fairway on his approach. So he's hitting three from the tree. He's hitting four from the fairway. Nearly holes out. I think he made, he, it was like an unreal bogey. But uh, just actually, no, he, he didn't almost hole out from deep. He, I think he might have chipped up and hold out from the uh, whatever. But just the bogey on 14 this guy made was incredible. <laughs> incredible. He's a good, I mean. But don't yeah. put it out of bounds there, dude. You're, you're there. Don't put it OB. There were, there. I mean, the Scotch Claymore, he's, he's an up-and-comer, dude. He is. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a big guy. Um, Fratelli never had a chance. Never. Did, uh, Timmy, did you did you think Fratelli ever had a chance, Tim? No. I mean, I did. Uh, I mean, it was nice to see his name up there, just because he was a. The only reason I said it was nice to, he was up there is because he was such a, a good value, like on uh, a draft. Absolute team. boys with Jordan too. Both yeah. UT guys. Buddies, absolute buddies. Even though Fratelli's like four years old, I didn't realize how old Fratelli was. Fratelli's thirty-one. He's close to us. Wow, crazy. Yeah, I didn't think that. I thought he was twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I thought he was right around Jordan's age. Oh no. You know why? You know why I don't like. I mean, this is nothing against Dylan Fratelli, but you know why I don't root for him to win is because I know he's not going to win a bunch, and. Mm-hmm. I want someone who is going to win a bunch a lot because obviously as a fan, I, lo- I want to see something great. I want to see a legend in the making and Fratelli doesn't do that for me. He doesn't, he doesn't scream. I'm going to be a legend or I'm going to be a five-time major winner or something like that. Just like almost like when Danny Willett won the masters, I'm like, okay, like that's yeah, it's cool. like when Webb Simpson won the U S open. You're just like, Yeah it's going to be a one hit wonder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think Dylan Fratelli would be a one hit wonder. And that is absolutely nothing because if I was in the PGA tour, I know I'd only win one major, something like, you know, like, well, I wouldn't win a major. I may, I may make a cut one time. <laughs> but if I'm, you know, if like, if I'm ever given, if any one of us is given a shot to play in a major, you know, we'd be a one hit wonder. Um, if we were to win the major, you know what I mean? So I like, I hate saying that because I want to support everyone who does do that. And who is the small guy. I'm always rooting for the small guy, but hey, what you almost won this weekend. You, you almost put it home. Oh yeah. Marcel, Marcel, <laughs> Marcel C. What are we talking about here? You almost had that once in a lifetime. So, so I, I did post an original. Oh, there's Thor's hammer. I did post an original one on TikTok. Thank you for the 20 likes. Timmy posts, Timmy posts one, like 20,000. I was like, well done, but well done. <laughs> it is your account after all. But, uh, but boy, you want to talk hey, about did a you guy. Get, did you get any followers after that? Cause it, it put, uh, your names in the bio. No, Wait. but I got followers after a different one that I posted today. I, I posted a good amount this week about Louie collapsing. So that got me a couple. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Marcel Seam, unbelievable story. Challenge tour, won a challenge tour event the week before in order to get into the Open Championship. For those that do not follow the European tour, and if you don't, let's let's wake up on a Thursday morning and have some coffee golf, please. Ooh. Like that is that is one of my favorite things to do is wake up, 
throw on 848. I mean, in Massachusetts, if it's another channel for you guys on the golf channel, some of the European, European tour is great. I love it. Sure. I love watching it in the morning. It's, it's wonderful, but you throw on some European tour action. Marcel seen basically won an event on the European tour version of the corn ferry tour in order to get into the open championship for this week. Goes out, finished tied for 15th. One point was tied for third. Unbelievable story. Just fist bumping left and right. Oh, oh my God. Fantastic. Hey, do, do we put Shoffley and Finau in the same can't finish group as Louis Ustazen? We'll never be able to finish. I mean, Louis got one, so. But. Who was the other one? Shoffley and who? Shoffley and Shoffley. Leave mean, Shoffley alone. He, he can't get it done. I mean, he shoots a, he shoots a five under 65 on Sunday to backdoor a top 30. I mean. It's unreal. It's unreal. It's absolutely no, it's unreal. it's not unreal. It's be more unreal than that and, and be more a cow unreal. Cause no, but that's that's not Shafa. Come on, you leave Xander alone. He's gonna a, get there one day. He's twenty seven. Leave him alone. I don't know. He he might be one of the most overhyped players there ever was. Sorry. Well, no, he's just overhyped by me. He's, no, he's over. <laughs> no, he's he. Everyone, no, it's it's not just you. Yeah. They're always saying oh, Xander Shafa. Look for him, got, him to be in the, the win. Right. Oh, oh my goodness gracious! Who's gonna like, win this week, Xander? I mean, he hasn't won yet. Why are we picking him? Are we actually going to do this? Are we actually going to do this? <laughs> are we actually going to do this? This is not an attack on you, I swear. This, this is, is a personal a... attack. This is not. Him and Rory, same category. Camp Xander Bennett. finishes in the top 10 in majors more than he doesn't. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. He doesn't have that pizzazz. He has played in 18 major tournaments. He has finished in the top 10 nine times. You saw it at the Masters. You saw it at the Masters, and you can kind of see it if you look at him in the moment, the pressure moment. He kind of looks like a guy who could be deer in headlights scared. He does. Not taking this. Not taking it. Not even listening. Going to shut my headphones off. You saw those <laughs> googly eyes at the at the Masters when he when he freaking washed that ball at 16. I mean, don't he, talk about he, that. Looked, he looked like he was going to do that. From the beginning. Marcus Armitage, one shot behind Rory. I mean, how does that work? But he's plus one for the weekend. Marcus Armitage, the bullet. He won the uh, Porsche Open, Porsche European Open in Germany a couple of weeks ago. And we were big, uh, big Armitage fans. Just We really- are still big Armitage fans. Another guy, big John Thompson. I know you guys, I don't know if you guys saw that. Battled, uh, battled cancer as a young, as a young lad. Was able to beat it off. That, that sounded weird. Sorry. He was able to beat cancer. <laughs> he is awesome. a, he a is story. a six, six, nine, six, nine human being. Largest golfer ever. I believe one, of, one of, if not the absolutely six, nine, 300, three bills. Oh, at least dude, you, you can't be less than three. Like, I feel like at six, nine, like if you're less than 300 pounds, you are like a, an actual like shrimp. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is at that point where you're just like the skinniest human being in the world. Um, hole in one on 16 because he sunk that hole, made the cut. Awesome. Unreal story. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, other big, other big names. 2011, 2011 open winner at Royal St. George's Darren Clark missed the cut plus six. 
Mm. You knew Nicholas, that was going to happen, Nicholas, though. Nicholas Poppleton, plus eight. Did someone pick Garrett Kago? I did. You're, you're yeah. damn right I picked him. <laughs> oh, God. I love Garrett Kago. Dude, another lefty. I'm I'm a big Garrett. His lefty swing is unreal. Uh, how did lefty do this week, Brennan? Oh, horribly. We will get into Mickelson right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go out and shoot 80 on the first day, and you just you just kind of know. There wasn't many have? wasn't many thumbs up, wasn't many fist bumps after that. He was just kind of, uh, he was just like, all right, well, I'm here. <laughs> um, finished up plus 12, missed the cut. Poor guy. Too much wine Wednesday night, Philly, or what? Oh, leave him alone. Really leave him nice. alone. I bet you I could tell if he. Phil doesn't care about like any of this. He's going to tell you the same answer. It's okay. I won the PGA championship. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's loving say- life. He's loving life right now. He doesn't care. Oh, no cares whatsoever. A couple other big names. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, T6. I'm telling you, man, he's like, I think right now we may be in the golden age of Canadian golfers because like, let's, let's be real. When we were growing up, it was Mike Weir and Mike Weir and Mike Weir. And, and that was it. There was really no one else like Graham Delat when he, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like once in a, you know what I mean? Like Graham yeah. Delat once in a while. Um, Kenzie Hughes tied for six Corey Connors, who I have deemed the next Louis Eustazen, uh, just because of his amazing smoothie, silky smooth swing. Um, like Louie cannot put like Louie. No, he can't, which is bad. But like that swing, that's him and him and Louie together probably have the smoothest swing like of any golfer of all time. Like VJ Singh asked smooth, which is hard to do. Um, Corey Connors, T15. I know Adam Hadwin, who was the flag bearer for a while, missed the cut, but. Um, you know, I, I do think like the, I, I think Corey Connors is, see, here's the thing. Like I, I want to say Corey Connors is the better of the two, but Mackenzie Hughes keeps finishing better in majors and keeps playing better kind of period. So I guess I got to go with Mackenzie Hughes, even though I like Corey Connors better golden age of Canadian golf right now, guys, we're going to see more Canadian guys coming on tour. Taylor Pendrith is on the corn ferry right now. He's going to be up next year. We're going to see a lot of guys coming through. It's gonna be interesting for sure. Corey Connors, another guy in a in able to to finish close the deal. He you leave him alone. He won the Texas Open with an eagle on an on the 18th hole. You leave him alone. Big tournaments. Hashtag par fives on 18. But he <laughs> he I think he came out Sunday and put himself in a huge hole. And then he also had was sitting on the lead at the US Open, right? Uh PGA. PGA and he Friggin'. Yeah, Mackenzie Hughes was the one who blew the U.S. Open lead. <laughs> Canada, sorry, sorry, don't mean to hate. I love the love love the representation. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Timmy, I did want to ask you, how'd you like the course? Do you, I mean, I don't know how well versed you are with the other ten courses that what is it, the Rota? They they rotate yeah. and. Yep. So for those who don't, so for those who don't know, Tim is our, uh, Tim is our, our resident course guy. Loves, loves to analyze the courses, does a great job. 
Um, there are 10. My personal opinion, better than I thought it was going to be. Professional opinion, Tim. Yep. Um, I was very surprised at how how well these players and how how well these players navigated around these pot bunkers because I was trying to explain um, the difference in links courses to 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 someone I know and I was explaining to them the difference between bunkers in links courses and bunkers in America or any other course because players from the middle of the fairway they can hit from the fairway and still make it onto the green. It's not really a hazard. It's not really a penalty in to hit it into a bunker because you can still manage to get up and down for birdie from the fairway bunker or something like that. Whereas these pot bunkers, you have to actually, Mike, Mike kind of got to it a little bit, but you have to pitch out backwards or to the side or something like that, or just for, you know, 10 yards ahead. But I was very impressed with this course and how, um, yeah, the, the, the wind did not, play into their favor and and uh the the golfers like we said really kind of tore it up um but the winner was only what nine's 15 yeah. so i mean that's that's not no. astronomical um yet with you add you add some wind to that 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 could have easily been nine eight under something like that easily um yeah. was very impressed with i did like like i kind of got to it a little bit i did like um and this links golf is um, slow greens. It's not known for fast greens. It's known for fast fairways. It's known for, you know, trickling into the side. Um, but I did like those stent meters of 10 um, on the greens because I do like that slower, um, that slower pace of the ball. So you really have to hammer it um, to get it across the green because the greens are so big. So it almost, it's completely different from, um, you know, playing on lightning fast greens in America or somewhere else, you know, overseas or something like that in a non-link style course. Um, so it, it definitely puts golfers out of their element and it does, um, experience does play a big part of that. And, um, so I like the different, I like the different greens, especially in this course. I like that it was slow. I like that it doesn't compare to other courses. Um, so I will give them that. Um, I did like that. I love the way they, they, it's so wide open that they can make these horseshoes around the entire from halfway up the fairway to the green. And you can just have that horse, that finishing all oh, that 18th hole was so cool. So yeah. cool. And they didn't ruin the integrity of the the hole by doing that. Like you didn't see like no. at, at, um, was it, I think it was the U S open or I mean, no, it was the PGA on the 18th. Like you saw players like pulling it way left on that 18th hole. Cause there were like, just tense and and things that would knock the ball down and here like it was well out of the way and and again american courses you can bomb and gouge and and here you had to be really precise um did you see yeah. what they did for the penalty uh so so if you they they said they don't like that what you were just talking about how you can hit the hit the bleachers or go over the bleachers and you get a free drop to bring it back in they made the drop area not in like a nice manicured area they made that drop area right in fescue the middle of fescue right. so you right. had to, it was great i think i think more places should do that make it in very tall rough just so the players don't have that option where they can use the backboard of the bleachers to uh to stop their ball which we have yeah. seen a lot more in like recent tournaments. Um, I think, yeah. So from everyone talking about it, Royal St. George's is, is the most played like English course. It's been played 15 times 
at Royal St. George's. Um, but it it doesn't compare. It will never compare to no. St. Andrews, to Mirfield, to Carnoustie, to Troon. Um, even Royal, like even before this year, like people were like Royal Liverpool's a better course and like Royal Liverpool's a better place to play it. Um, I think Port Rush is a better place to be honest with you, but I was very pleasantly surprised with how good the tournament was this year at, at, at Royal St. George. I think most people thought this was going to be like a down year for the open, which kind of stinks. Like you go into it and they're like, eh, not great. But I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the course played very well. Um, I just wish a little bit more wind came up. Yeah. And when you're on like the Southern coast of England, like it's not like the East coast or West coast of Scotland or the Northern coast of Northern or, or the Northern coast of Ireland. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like you're just not going to get the same wind, but you know, we'll get next year at St. Andrews. So I'm not, I'm not too mad, but I'd like to buy a ticket now. <laughs> I will say I loved just I loved the open being back them playing early mornings and just having that convenience of going out and playing some golf after you after you watch watch the end of the open on Sunday <laughs> or you know just having early morning golf it was it was nice it's it's nice to to not be having that compete with with middle afternoons and dinner time and it was it was awesome Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. Did want to bring up one final point about the open. Well, two final points. Nice little T6 for Brooks Kepka again. So another top 10 finish for him. And of course, his nemesis, his arch enemy, making an absolute hole out of himself on Thursday in his post match interview. Michael, what? your thoughts on Bryson just flat out blatantly saying Cobra drivers suck. Yeah. Now you listen to people who talk about golf and you just, you're where I feel like we're all decent human beings here. And he's just not, he's not treating people well, you know, that are around him and it's evident and it's a shame. And, you know, he just doesn't get it. He's, He's very much set in his ways, and I don't know if he'll ever come around and and grow up. But to go on that rant saying my driver sucks, my driver sucks, dude. It, like, it's the same driver you friggin' used to win the U.S. Open. Like, it didn't suck then. Like, take some ownership, dude. You're the one swinging the club. You're the one putting the shots out there. You're the one launching balls into crowds on purpose and not yelling four and then saying you yell four 99% of the time when it's 99% of the time that you don't yell four because you're, a, you, you don't get it. You, you got to grow up. You got to learn how to fit into a, to a club, a club of, of golf golfers and, and golf history. He, he just isn't making a good mark and he's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. And when you hear Brooksy on Friday say that, after round, he was hitting his driver. Great, I would love my driver. You fuck. I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm coming around on Brooksy. Like Bryson is digging himself 
the biggest of graves and the biggest of just blemishes. He's he's not treating people well, and it's going to come back to bite him. And yeah, I got nothing else, Bryson. Wake the fuck up, grow the fuck up. We'll see you later. He's got to play better. That's it. He's got to play better. You know, I'm I got an original equivalent of what it was like. You remember when you're playing video games as a kid? And you got that that person who's losing, and they're like, they they look at their controller like, oh, this controller, this controller is the worst. Oh yeah. No, 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 it's not the controller. It's you, dude. You're the controller. Have you ever blamed your clubs for hitting a bad shot? No. Yes. yes. <laughs> Did you ever? However, blame it? however, I am an amateur. I am a I am a fake good golfer. Like I am not even a good golfer. I am a a above tan handicap. I am not a PGA touring pro that has given that is giving Cobra the exact specifics of what you want this club to do and given the exact scientific specifics because you are that much of a nerd. I'm not doing that. I am buying my M6 from TaylorMade and being like, all right, 10 and a half, let's do it. Like, let's just try Don't and hit the, the center. Club. Don't blame the club. I've Two incidences in my golfing career. I've swung, I've hit the ball, and my club has broken. And I'm like, man, I must have done something wrong there. (laughs) But, like, literally, I'm like, I take Sergio-like divots sometimes. So one time my seven iron just shaft just snapped. I'm like, damn, what did I do? You know, you like (laughs) – like a Sergio divot. That's what she did. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And the way that he does it, the way that he go about it, the way that he just whines and is such a baby. It's so frustrating. And he doesn't get it. Like, does not get it. And and who who's going to want to be around him? Who's going to want to stay around him? Who's going to want to help him if if he's just going to continue to? Yeah. This this there's such a laborsome. Just everything's so difficult and just, it's not it's sucking the fun out of it. All, all those around him, I'm sure. I, I don't mean, know about you guys, but I think my favorite part of it was that Cobra clapped back, and Cobra clapped back pretty hard. They basically they came do. out and said that it's it's like dealing with a child, like nothing's ever going to be good enough. Like that's off to Cobra, man. I know people who were saying that Cobra should drop him. And then I know people saying like, "How dare Cobra like talk back to their best player?" Like, listen, Cobra went in. They went on two, they went in on two guys and these were their guys. They went in on Bryson and they went in on Ricky. And one of them has not panned out exactly how they thought it, he was going to pan out. So I guess they pretty much put all their eggs in one basket and yeah. Like is it rough for Cobra? Yes it is, but at the same time when you get called out and the dude says your driver sucks and basically it's your fault that when he mishits it he even said in his line, they need to make the science. Basically, they need to make it make the driver better so that when he hits, miss hits it, it still goes okay. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Bryson, man, that's that's not golf. When you miss hit it, you miss hit it. And this guy makes so much money, which is just half the problem. Like, he's just. <laughs> He makes so much money and takes it all for granted. And how much money does this company give him? Like, holy goodness. I mean, it's so frustrating. I mean, as a company, when you're paying that person as much money as they do, and I don't know the endorsement deal, but 
you expect them to endorse your product. I mean, it's um, it's almost it's got to be in your contract, right? Right. <laughs> you get a, I mean, it doesn't have to be a glowing review, but just don't say anything bad about the about their product that they're paying you million dollars to use. I don't know. I, I I can't understand Bryson. I don't want to try to pretend to, but yet we're still talking about him. Isn't that insane? I, I don't know. It's wild. He's front page news, no matter what he does. But it's like, it's yeah, but it's not a good, like if I'm him, wouldn't you want to try and figure out a way to spin your image, to write your wrongs, to, he just does it in such a poor way. Like even the whole caddy thing, when his caddy obviously quit and he's trying to get it out there that they mutually parted ways. Like let's like, he has to go that extra mile to get the golf channel to, to put out this whole extra when he could literally just tweet a picture of like, thanks for everything, you know, and, and see you, see you later, Timmy. Like it's been real. It's unreal. He, man we're talking about him and like he's a guy that i wanted to root for initially too and he's a guy that i told the other day like to somebody that i play golf with like i love hitting my driver now i'm so much more confident because of bryson because of guys because of, of a guy like him who just grips it and rips it and goes and finds it but at the same time everything before and and after that that stroke is is just totally off with me it's hard to support someone on the course when you don't understand or don't agree with them off the course in, in a lot of ways. hundred percent. I don't know. Stop, it's man. like, it's like John Rahm now. Like I, I like him. I like him a lot more off the course. So it's so much easier to support him on the course, you know? And how hard, how hard is it to like in today, like America, we're so like forgiving too, right? Like if he does a couple of things that, kind of gets him back in a positive light. Like it's not hard, like Tiger, like obviously we all love Tiger, but he's done some pretty poor things and he's, he has, Timmy, you said he's just got to win and you're absolutely right. Cause when Tiger came back and wins, he's suddenly back on the mountaintop, never done anything wrong in his life. But there's so many stories out there. People make mistakes and say, sorry, and go the extra mile. And he, he's got to figure it out. Because I, I don't know about you guys. I want to like him. Yeah. I, I really do. I but really I, just, just give us something. It's getting to that point though, where I don't anymore. Like it's getting <laughs> to that point where like, you're doing so much stupid shit that it's like, I can't waste my time wanting to like you. Like it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Go to your first, your first penance, you know, do some penance, say three hour fathers, I'll forgive you, you know, but he doesn't even show that. He doesn't even show he wants to, uh, no reconciliation. That's for sure. It's crazy, man. Like, I honestly don't even know how to describe, like, someone with that much talent just being such, like, a a weird, like, honestly, like, a weirdo. Like, it's true. It truly is a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, just doesn't get it. Just doesn't get it at all. Like, no self-awareness whatsoever. None. And he comes down. He's like, you know, he posts on Instagram. He's like, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, like you do such amazing things like with like try like, you know, with the drive and with everything like that and like doing some good things on that side. And you come around and you're this guy like, yeah, there's going to be a reason why people don't like you, dude. Man, 
So that's so disappointing. So disappointing. But it also goes back to the point where, you know, Brooks finished what tied for sixth and, uh, our boy, our boy Bryson finished tied for 60th, I believe. Let me let me double check on that one. No, 33rd. Uh, he must have had a good day on Sunday. He did, five under. Oh, Jesus. Driver didn't, driver didn't suck that day. Yeah, apparently the driver didn't suck that day. He must have had it respect. And it's not like you aren't long enough to play that course, like snapping your driver over your knee. Like just snap the driver over the knee and then play the three wood or play yeah. the three iron. You can totally get around a golf course that's what i don't really understand with bryson is he he's so long and he's just like so stubborn like just play the course how it's supposed to be played and hit the fairway and then hit the green and then make a putt because you're a dynamite putter like he's so long he could have just played a driver iron driving driving iron the entire week and survived 100 percent. that's 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 the adjustment like you talk about morikawa and just guys Doing the right thing. Oh man! But you know, fantastic! What a fantastic tournament! Closing out. <laughs> you know, can't wait for next year. That's right, baby. Hundred fiftieth at St Andrews. Couldn't draw it up any better. My God! I, I forget who who sent the tweet. I think it was Brandon Porath. Um, shout out Brandon Porath. That we had Brendan. Yeah, Brendan Porath. Sorry, Brendan Porath. That's the guy in the shotgun start. Yeah, we had seven majors in I think like a two hundred and thirty day period, and now we don't get a single major for like two hundred and sixty days. Really? Oh. Damn it! Oh yeah, I I cry, I'm crying inside. I can't. I mean, at least we get Ryder Cup. That's big. Ryder time. Cup. Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup will be big. Right Olympic, will be big. Olympic, Olympic so golf we, in two tune weeks. In two, tune in two, but I, what's that format? What's the Olympic format? Anyone know? We'll talk oh. about it on the Olympic uh, okay. when we do no the rush. Olympics. Yeah, no rush, no rush. I think it's just, I don't think it's teams. I think it's just individual four rounds. Yeah, I think it is too. Justin Rose won in yep. Rio. Last Matt month. Kuchar. No one has ever deserved a bronze medal in their entire life more than Matt Kuchar. <laughs> Stendhal. And no one has ever embodied the bronze medal of the Olympics more than Matt Kuchar. Yeah. No, hey, uh, am I wrong? Am I wrong? And who is it? Yeah, I guess we'll talk about all the Olympic stuff when it gets to it. But oh. lots to talk about there. That's for sure. I actually don't even remember who is the silver medalist. It was, was Stenson. Stenson. Yeah. It wasn't much. Was it, was it Stenson? Stenson? Yeah, Stenson. Women, MB Park. Gold, Lydia Co. Silver, Shung Fang, Bronze, Stenson. Speaking of ball striker, oh, unbelievable. I know I brought him up a good amount, but yeah, unbelievable. Yo, ball real quick, the Barbasol, Seamus Power, Irishman, six hole playoff. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Went over JT Poston. Oh, Poston pulled a Louie, guys. Unreal. Poston pulled a Louie on the last. I mean, so JT Poston, I don't know if you guys watched like a lot of it at all. Did you guys miss the... uh, I watched the six holes in the playoffs. I mean, I turned it on and just got lucky. Yeah, so JT Poston had like a four-shot lead and he whipped his ball out of bounds. I'm not sure if you guys saw the string. Yeah, I did. Out by about six inches, literally by six inches. Yeah. Picked it up. Yep. Oh, had already hit a provisional, so he was going in. I think he double bogeyed that. It was a par five too, so he double bogeyed a par five. What? 
What? I do that Who all the time. That? I do that all the time. <laughs> oh, I'm a big, I'm a big par par five guy. That's about it. It's the only hole I par really on the entire course. Um, but yeah, so he just kept going. Seamus Power, big, big, big couple last holes to come from behind, get into that playoff, and then six holes and on the last hole, just. JT Poston was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Slice it into the water. And he did. Those six-hole, I mean, Travelers was like an eight-hole playoff. Those oh. playoffs, the players can't wait for them to be over. They're like, can you just make this putt and end this? Like, this is ridiculous. We got to legit walk back to the T now and play this thing. Nah, they get the time. cart rides now. They get no, the I, I think No, I think they walked back a couple of a couple times. At like, the Barbasol? At the Barbasol, yeah. It's wow. the Barbasol. It's I mean, it might have been player choice. Maybe it was a short par four, but. I was about to say, too, it's a the Barbasol, like we talk about with the other alt events, like they're kind of a little bit more of glorified. Bigger corn, like they would be like a much, much bigger corn fairy tour event. That's basically what this was. You know what I mean? Like, it's great for Seamus Power. He now wins two-year exemption on the PGA Tour. So he can pick and choose his schedule. He can go wherever he wants. Seamus Power, I read, he's finished in the top five or top 10. Sorry, top 10 in his last four tournaments that he's played. You love he's not playing in the 3M Open or he would have gone into the DraftKings this week. Or the sorry, the Daily Fantasy. The Daily Fantasy. The Daily Fantasy. Gotta cut that. Uh, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> One take, bro. One take. Everybody knows uh, the rules. Hashtag no free ads. Um, I know we can't cut it. Um, but weak, yeah, so weak. unbelievable win from Shane. I mean, coming from behind like that, James Hahn with the 59 watch on, on Saturday, that was a nice little thing to, to tune into after the open James Hahn going crazy. Was um, it a par 72? Yeah. Par so he was 12 under. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, Imagine that. That's Wasn't there a, a ladies alt shot? recently there was that was last week that was the ladies team event so they did kind of how they do uh the zero classic so they did uh two ball or sorry four ball all shot four ball all shot yeah the best ball all right two two sisters shot a 59 was it sisters or no brendan maybe not sisters But they went all shot Timmy and shot a fifty nine. I, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's even that's, more. That's more impressive than a regular fifty nine. Oh, I, I would agree. And it wasn't even the Cordas. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was the. Uh, it was Maria and Aria. Juna Jut, Jutenungard. Something Sis- like that. Sisters, huh? Yes, they are. That's speaking yeah. of the women, the Evian Open. I know some. If you Mike's going to, nuts right now. <laughs> if you listen to the shotgun start, they call they call and for the, the Schmachton Schmart. <laughs> shut up. They call the players championship more of a major than the Evian, which is kind of funny because the uh like Lexi Thompson's not even going over. You got some people not going over because of the because of the Olympics. This is like the fifth major it was just thrown in there in like 2013. And I never heard I mean, I guess Evian's a big water company, water bottle company. But, yeah, uh, I think they kind of bought their way into being a major. Right. Um, it's the fifth major, so it's not. Yeah. You, you've, you've heard some ladies talk. Uh, I, I don't think they treat maybe caddies and, and players the best, and it's probably more of a moneymaker than it is a, 
a historical golf hard tough event but um yeah i guess the views are cool over there in france and that's uh that's about it maybe some some coffee golf again yeah and then you got the u.s u.s senior open no uh senior. yeah the Brit- the the senior open the senior is open. this week right mm-hmm. so yeah little du- little dual monitor ladies gents coffee golf right and then you can back it up with the 3m in minnesota bada bang that's all that's all she wrote it's honestly play? crazy that they're playing the the Evian this weekend, but the Women's Open, I don't know when. I think that's later that in August. That Carnoustie. Sorry, I'm just looking. Monthly to August. The Senior Open at Carnoustie? No, the, the Women's. The Women's yeah. Open this year. Yep. Last year was at Royal Troon. The year before be was cool. at Woburn. Why was that being? I hate, I hate when that I hate when that happens. Stop playing it at, at the women's open should be played at the same courses that the men's like with stuff like that. Like um, if you have that tournament grouping, you should play them the same. Yeah, I like that. Um, but like, yeah, they play Carnoustie, Royal Liverpool, St. Andrews, Royal Burkdale. Turnberry, they're probably not going to play there anytime soon. <laughs> um, and they played at Woburn, Kings Barnes. Come on, guys. Um, but I do not know where it is this year, which is pretty sad. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Hot dog. Hot any, dog. Any of you guys play? Any of you guys swing the sticks? Bogies for the boys. Beef for the bees. Uh, I I played at Newport National. Get out uh, on uh Sun Saturday Sunday whatever day it was. Hey Brendan, uh, Brendan, Brendan, what do we say here? What do we say here? What do we say? What do we say here? What do we say? Thanks for the invite. Thanks for the invite. I do love that. My invite. Hey hey, my invite my invite's still in the mail. That's all that matters. What do we say to no? Uh, go on Tim. Um, yeah, my buddy, my buddy invited me, his buddy. Oh, you're going to like this part. Um, well, we, we played from the tips. Holy hell. And we had no business. Why would you do that? <laughs> How, far? How far? Uh, it, it was only like 7,100 yard, but there is, I, let's just say I went back to the T a lot because that fescue was so long. It plays just like, like a link style course. Yeah. Um, they set it up as a link. It, it's not a links, but like they try and set it up as link style. Right. You penalized a lot for, for not hitting the fairway. That's for sure. Um, and I, a lot of lost balls, a lot of whatever, but you'll love this. So the guy I playing with, he is from long Island. He's actually from Brooklyn. Um, so Brooklyn's on long Island, but he, we got to, got to play and he's like, um, I don't know, 14 handicap, something like that. Does not hit the ball long, just hits the ball straight. I've never seen someone hit woods off of the fairway so much, but he hit it well. Um, so he's like, he hits woods from like 200 yards out. I love that. Um, and, uh, and just hits it straight. Um, but anyway, he's from New York. He said, he's going to, uh, put the invite out there. We're going to play some Beth page black. He's inviting us down, but, and he's, uh, he's can get us the, uh, the resident rate, which is like a hundred dollars less than they wow. Yeah. Um, and the then, resident uh, rate, they pay you to get on there. 
Yeah, right. Because they make so much money on um, the non-residents. That's true. That's true. The one, the one highlight I have from that is there was a two hundred and sixty something yard par three, three wood out of the off the tee. I went a little bit less than pin high, chipped up, made par on a two hundred sixty yard par three. It was great. Two hundred sixty three, two hundred sixty eight, whatever. Um, I don't know why they do that, but that yeah, boy, that was the toughest sixteenth hole I've ever played. Would you hit three wood? Three wood. Uh, let me. I don't know the exact yard. It's two hundred and long. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, um, we played Tim. I for, uh, obviously I don't remember the course. No, we played from like the golds or something like that. Right. But I'm just trying to remember the the hole if if possible. Um, it, it's it was it's always into the wind. There was not a lot of wind the other day, which was great. Sixteenth uh, hole. It's just long par three. That's up the hill, basically. Um, not up the hill, but the, it's an elevated green. It's just long and um, I mean, obviously just the 16th hole and, and Mike, you remember that hole that you had, I think it was the 10th hole where the green has like that severe dip, like in it. And you ended up down in the dip, um, and still green. Oh the, yeah. The holes yeah, up yeah. Here, you had to put up and out of that little thing. Yeah. Oh my God. My buddy had to cr- put across that. So he, <laughs> he was on the, the pin was on one side of the, so he had to put across it. It's pretty fun. But yeah, that was my, uh, um, I ended up shooting at 98, broke 100. Man, did I have a lot of lost balls, and that was tough. Hey, that's broke 100 from the tips. Yeah. Impressive, man. That's uh, yeah. I know you're probably not happy with it, but no, no, no. I I didn't play well. I didn't play well. That's for sure. I, I broke. I hit 99 from when I, last time I played Harbor Town from the tips. I I broke 90. I hit 99, and I was like, never doing this again because and I've never played from the tips again at harbor town because i'm like nope not doing it got that got that 99 in my pocket i'm never doing it again oh it's a 7200 yard 7200 yards and then that hole is 252 yards that's what jesus all right that's my that was mine mikey go ahead mikey tell me about how you played yeah i've been playing a bunch been playing a bunch but not Again, just jumping out, but I have been able to get in some rounds. So I played at my country club a couple days ago. I think it might have been Monday, but I played yesterday at Wanamoisa Country Club in Rumford, Rhode Island. Had the luxury of getting out there. Who would you know to get in on that? I coach a, a kid in hoops, and his dad and, and family are, are members over there. Um, I was just about to say, we're trying out for the Northeast Amateur. We're going to get in it this year? Am I going to have to get on the bag? I love Wanna Moist man. It's a par 69, so if I broke 80, I would have told people that I... Oh, dude, I almost broke 80 at Pawtucket the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I did the same thing. I was like, if I would have... This would have been par 69, and I would have shot 79, I shot 79. Yeah, but I would have told people it was a par 69, because I was on 79 watch for a little while, but on the... uh, I made a birdie on the front, and I, I made a bunch of bogeys on the front one par one birdie everything else bogey and then i i made four pars on the back but i i tripled 14 and then 17 and you can't do that so i shot an 84 um very happy with with the way i played so it's nothing there you know it's just continue to grind it out and you know there's shots that you shouldn't shouldn't have hit so shitty and you move on, but game's feeling all right. Played played six holes today, made four pars, made one double, 
one bogey. So I was three over through six at the, at the ledge as we call it. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of playing a cut I'm just kind of forcing myself to keep that ball working left to right and try and hit it as straight as I can. And it's working for me. So don't hit it nearly as far. Like I hit my nine iron, like one thirty five. <laughs> it's like nothing wrong I, with that. No, nothing no, I don't know. Especially I'm having trouble out of the rough, like trying to judge how the ball is going to come out. Cause like yesterday I want to moisten. I was in the rough and both times I had to like, kind of keep it under some trees and the ball's coming out high. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not gauging how that ball is popping out of rough well, and it's coming out high and it's going to hit, it's hitting those trees and plopping down underneath those trees. So I wasn't able to punch out on two holes yesterday, which, which, which hurt me, but, um, yeah, hell yeah. We ride, we're playing a bunch more as we go. And I know I got some tea times this weekend with some, some friends and, uh, we're, we're looking forward to it brothers. Very nice. Very nice. Haven't played. <laughs> haven't played. Uh, Brendan's working his ass off. Man, it's not haven't just played. work. It's it's looking looking for the place to live. That's fun. And uh, looking, yeah, yeah right. we're, we're still looking. We're still on. We're still on the cuff with Look, that. Make sure the golf course is nearby. You won't have yeah, that decision. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, Boston does not have many golf courses in it. In right, proper Boston, right, so right next to Granite Links, baby. Yeah, I know. Speed, yeah. One of our uh one of our mutuals, Eagle Eagle brand, based out of based out of Quincy Mass. So, so those are some good guys. So if you're listening, shout out. No free ads. That's 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 the only shout out you're getting, but no free ads. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did I, I have been going to I do go to Granite Links once in a while just to go to the range and stuff. So it's really fun over there. It's a good time. Hell yeah. Good. Crazy that I have to wait like 30 minutes just to get a range spot, but hey, you know, not the not the end of the world. No. Oh, Brendan, you're around this Sunday. It should be morning. I I might have a buddy bailing, my college buddy bailing on on. Not Jimmy, is it? I'm playing with Jimmy and another college buddy. Yeah, but I might have another one bailing. So if if he does, I'll I'll I'll. Let me know. Let, you know. let me know about that. Oh my God. I told did, did did James tell us? So James is uh for those who don't know, James is James is one of Mike's college buddies, and James was playing with a senior shaft on all of his Nike drivers and woods. <laughs> and I called him out on it when we were at Mike's bachelor party. And I was like, you know, you got the A shafts there, right? He's like, yeah, what does that mean? I'm like, those are senior level shafts, dude. Go, go, go get those reshafted. He mentioned at the wedding, he was like, dude, I got them reshafted. I'm hitting them so much longer. I'm like, I sure hope you are. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. But good yeah. Kid. Good. Kid. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah definitely let me know on that one. I'll be I might touch. be a little hungover. We're going to a Christmas in July family party on Saturday. On Saturday during the day. So that'll be fun. I'm going to be wearing a, a Christmas themed Hawaiian. So that's all I care about. Let's go. Oh, ho, ho. And a bottle of rum. Let's go, Jimmy Buffett. Let's go. Wow. Oh. Hey, hungover golf is some of the best golf, you know? Exactly. Been there. Been there. Nothing better. All right, boys. 
I don't know if we should end it or if Tim, do you do you got a golfer poll? Should we do it? Should we do a quick golfer poll? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So all the four majors we have, we're at the come to the end of the majors. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, In 10 years, uh, which one of the major winners and moments are we going to be talking about the most? You know, when they flash back to a certain thing, you know, certain things, which one are we going to be flashing back to Hideki Matsuyama, his caddy bowing? Are we going to be flashing back to Phil winning at 50 years old? Thumbs up, all that kind of thing. Are we going to be flashing back to John Rahm, his epic fist pumps, his putts from downtown? Um, or are we going to be going to Colin Morikawa, an up-and-coming person who may win five more majors? Who knows? Which one in 10 years are we going to be talking about the most? What is most historic? Mikey, you want to go first and you want me to go first? How many majors does Phil have? Six. Six? Phil. Yeah, it's I'm, not I'm, even close. I'm, I'm it's not even close. Phil. I mean, if Morikawa or Rom, I mean, Hideki would be my, would be last there just in terms of projecting to win more moving forward. I mean, he's got all the skill, but he's a little older, I think, than those guys. And he hasn't. A little proven. older. He's twice, he's, he's twice Morikawa's age. No. No, Matsuyama. Matsuyama. Oh, I thought you said uh, Phil for a second. I was like, oh. No, I'm just talking like if Matsuyama wins five more times and matches Phil, or if Morikawa wins five more times and beats Phil, I think we're looking back more on Morikawa's. Maybe not even if if Morikawa wins four more. We're yeah, you're probably not paying into this one like a bunch, but I, I just think yeah, the fiftieth, the win on his fiftieth, not birthday, but year. I mean. Probably his last six total. I mean, that gets him in what top ten golfer of all time, potentially top fifteen, like guaranteed. Like, I think we're going with Phil at at Kiowa, fifty years old. Shades, people just mobbing him on eighteen. He's dialed in and raises those two fists in the air and just is loving life. That's the shot I'm thinking of. So that's my thing, guys. It's it's not just that it was Phil winning it, which is huge, and he's the oldest major winner of all time. It is the fact that it was the first major that had full capacity post-COVID and that like it, it, the stars could not have aligned more that it was by... And it's not even trying to be mean about it. Like, no offense to Jordan, no offense to John Rahm, no offense to Brooks. Phil Mickelson is by far and away the most popular golfer right now on the PGA tour. Like it's not, it's, it's not close. And if tiger was there, it would be tiger one, huge ball, huge, huge, not that huge anymore, but big drop Phil too. Yeah. Like Phil is the most popular player on the PGA tour and he will be until the day he retires. It's just facts. And it's probably his last one, you know, that's yeah. Most likely. Most, most likely, it's going to be his last one, and most likely, he came out of nowhere to win it. He came out of absolutely nowhere to win Bedlam. that one. Bedlam on 18. Chaos. Oh, my God. People will talk about that for the day they die. Brooks will still complain about his knee and how you know he got hit as he was walking up to it the next time he you know finished the second in a major. He'll say, yeah, but you know, the 2021 PGA Championship, like I was walking up and I hit my knee, hit my knee on someone because they were all mobbing Phil. Like it was unbelievable. 
I just think it's everything like Phil winning plus full capacity plus the absolute mob that happened. The open, if you guys noticed, the open like took charge and like real yeah, and they were yeah, just like and they just lined up everyone because they knew what happened that when Shane won it, Shane got the same the same exact reaction when Shane won. If you guys remember at Royal Port Rush, he was mobbed. He was absolutely mobbed going up. And like, but Shane's just like a happy Irishman and he's just like, screw it. Like I just won the open on my, on, uh, you know, on the, on the Island of Ireland. Like I'm, I'm pretty happy right now. Whereas Phil was just like, all right, please let, please let me go guys. Um, There's, there's, I just don't think maybe we'll look back on. Yeah. Maybe we'll look back on Matsuyama if he wins a couple more. Like, I don't think it was that memorable for, Morikawa, because it's not like Morikawa dominated it. Mm-hmm. It's not like at the U.S. Open, you know, John Rom didn't really dominate it. He came back. You know what I mean? I think people will remember John Rom's comeback, and I think people will remember Louis' collapse more than I think people will remember. Like, I, do, I don't, I don't know if it'll be more of Louis' collapse versus John Rom winning it, and then you have. I just think the fact. Yeah, I'm going Phil. I'm going Phil. <laughs> <laughs> love Hello, it baby love it so i agree with you there to a point i do agree I and mean, if it stands the test of time um just like jack did in 86 because they're always showing jack in 86 they're playing jack in 86 obviously his most talked about major um was jack in 86 and phil maybe his most talked about major will be this one but i think that we will be talking about Hideki Matsuyama's win at the Masters, not for Hideki Matsuyama. We are going to see this reoccurring image no matter where we go for the next 15 years. We're going to see maybe even more. We're going to see that image of his caddy bowing to the course. It was something totally different, totally different in culture, especially now that Augusta is really trying to, to for community outreach and different um, things like that. And this was so out of sorts for original people at the, at Augusta national and their culture. It was a complete, completely different thing. I have, you know, how they have like Pulitzer prize, the Pulitzer prize for, for images, um, for pictures or something like that. Ooh, I'm not sure. I wouldn't count it out, uh, for, for winning some sort of award and things like that. But yeah. Um, I think that we are going to be seeing that image for a long, long time. And I think even though, unfortunately, they're not going to be talking about Hideki Matsuyama, but he will have his name on the back of that caddy's bib. Um, that's a, that's my that's my thing. We're going to rem- remember that for the next 50 years. I wish it was Phil right away, but. Love um, it. But anyway. They're all like good. I, they're all good images. Yeah, all good memories. I, I think you're right, Brennan. I don't think we're going to talk about Colin Morikawa. At least this one, Colin Morikawa. There was no defining moment, to be honest. I, could you Not for Morikawa, at least. No, like, no. And same thing with Rom. Like we're going to remember, like, oh yeah, John Rom won the U.S. Open. We're right, not going to be like John. He wasn't in the final group, so it. Yeah. No, like, like, yeah, he won. Like, he, you didn't know right away. You kind of had to linger and wait. Like what, like what we talked about, Harris English finished two hours before the leaders came in to finish yeah. third place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> like literally what? Um, it was hey, just ha- weird. 
happy. The U.S. Open was just weird this year, but it was great that John Rahm won it. But yeah, like we're going to remember that it, that was John Rahm's first major, but we're not going to think about it as, oh my God, what an unbelievable tournament. Like, no. They were all good majors, man. All good majors. Yeah. Not like great, but they exactly. were all solid. And uh, I would say the Phil one was probably great Phil just one, because great, of everything. Yeah, yeah Phil one's great, makes, which is which makes cool, it which why makes we're going to remember great. it. Phil was great. Yeah, right. that's why we're going to remember it, though. You I know what I mean? Like, been, that's the whole point that right. you were making. Like, what are we going to remember? We're going to remember Phil getting absolutely mobbed on 18, getting through, doing fist bumps, doing doing his doing his thumbs up like in his aviators. Like, that's what we're going to remember. Do you remember where you were when Tiger won the tour championship when he was mobbing? Yeah. He was getting mobbed on the course. You know what I mean? We, I remember yeah, that. We remember that. We remember that. That was a defining moment. Yep. 2016, baby. Yep. Right. 2016, 2017, 17 might've been 2017. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We just kind of under undermined our entire point, but we all remember when Tiger won the tour championship to, to be back. And I will say Morikawa, way to do it with fans present. He won at TPC Harding Park. No fans. No fans. fans. And I know people, myself probably included, questioned. Even, I mean, Bryson hasn't won with fans, right? So that that still lasts. But um, He won at PGA National this year. He won the... uh, We talk majors only. Yeah, I know. Well, we talk other. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but... um, happy he got it done in front of a crowd and just solid just brutally solid just didn't do anything wrong unreal in golf nothing goes wrong that that never happens like he literally didn't make a bogey in his last like 31 holes i mean come crazy on. man unbelievable in a major in a major. he's an unbelievable player he's an unbelievable player and that's why like you know, I, d- I don't think this will be like what I said. This isn't going to be remembered as like a great major, but it's going to be like, oh, yeah, Colin Morikawa won that one. Yeah, he played. You know what I mean? Played yeah. lights out. Like, yeah. that's what it'll be remembered as. Hey, don't forget, right. to, don't forget to sound out with the right sounds here. I'm telling you, put those tunes on. Put, the, put that <laughs> song on to close, baby. It'll be electric. I mean, it's not going to happen because I It don't. is happening. I can't. I don't know how to do it, Michael. Put on that fiddle in the bagpipes. You do your intro songs. What's what's different than than our intro than their intro? I copied it. I like. I down. I bought that song. <laughs> I like. I actually bought it from Envato Market. Shout out Envato Market. Hashtag no free ads. <laughs> Love it. What if I All play right. it into the microphone. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Play the yeah. open song into the microphone. That'd be yeah. great. If you want to, if you want to support the podcast at all, please follow us on all of our social medias at Duffin, Duffin underscore up underscore up. Sorry, underscore up underscore golf at TikTok at Duffin up blog on Instagram at Duffin up blog on Twitter. Follow at Cheech Golf on. Can't hear it. No, I haven't played it yet. I'm waiting. Oh, okay. Sorry, follow you at Chooch Golf. You got it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's getting ready to go. At Chooch Golf on, oh. on TikTok. Follow Mike on MySpace and Napster. And <laughs> go ahead and play. Play better. Pull everything.
I wonder how this is gonna sound. Quite long, all along, sing the open song.